Hello and welcome to the Career Speakeasy, a casual, fun, and irreverent place to share ideas about career development, the world of work, and life in general. I'm your host and proprietress, Kelly Nottingham. Growing your career should not be boring. So come on in, pull up a chair, and pick your poison. Welcome to Resume Revamp Part 2 of our Mastercast. Today, we are going to be taking all of the goodness that you came up with after your last call from our previous Resume Revamp episode, all of those skills and all of the proofs that you have that you have those skills, and we're going to be massaging them into a PVP, a Professional Value Proposition, or your Core Commercial the summary of skills that you have and what you bring to whatever employer you work for. We're also going to be talking in this episode about ways to read job descriptions so that we can begin to understand how to identify and focus on problem solving for the companies that we're interested in working with. We can then tweak that PVP, that summary of our skills, to help that company really connect the dots between what we have to offer and the problems that they're trying to solve. So what is a PVP? Professional Value Proposition. This is a very quick little summary of what it's like to work with you and what you have to offer. Companies do this as well. They call them uh, usually something like an Associate Value Proposition or an Employee Value Proposition. And they give clues to what the company is like and what the company is looking for in employees. So this is a very helpful thing to look up. Companies will have their employee value proposition listed usually on either their about page or their careers page. What you're looking for when you go to look for their employee value proposition, because they're not necessarily going to call it that on their page. It's going to be a little four-sentence, maybe five, six-sentence paragraph about what it's like to work with them. And it will say something like, here at Blah Blah Company, we believe that hard work and fun go together. We are a collaborative environment that appreciates creativity and teamwork. We solve our customers' problems by working together to come up with new and inventive solutions. What the company is telling you is that they are customer focused, that they are a team environment, and that they do a lot of problem solving. This can give you some clues as to what the environment there is like and what they are valuing in their employees. I have seen uh, employee value propositions talking about, you know, you may turn the corner and see a dog. We have ping pong tables or we are fast-paced, we thrive in a competitive environment. These are clues that we need to pay attention to as job seekers to help us figure out if this company is going to be, one, a good fit for us, and two, what problems or approaches to problem solving that the company does. Because companies, that's what they do. They solve problems for their customers, right? They provide a service or a product to their customer. This solves a problem for that customer. As we write our PVPs, we're basically doing the same thing. We're telling the company, this is what it's like to work with me. This is how I work. This is what I bring to the table. Now, you can go online and look up examples of these. 
You can also look at summaries on people's LinkedIn profiles to see what people list out as their PVP, even if they don't necessarily call it a PVP. So what I'd like to do really quickly is to give you a quick look at mine, uh, just to give you an idea of what this may look like. As I read this, you can begin to get a flavor for the way that I like to work and the skills that I bring to the table, okay? A dynamic and passionate professional development trainer, public speaker, and business coach with 15 years in training and coaching across the U.S., Canada, and the Caribbean. Excels in developing complex ideas into engaging training content and delivering that content with an energetic and down-to-earth sensibility that gives participants both the capability and motivation to progress. So that's at the top of my profile in LinkedIn. And there are keywords in there that help a potential employer to understand how I like to approach my work. I like to travel because I mentioned that I, I in you know, different places where I've worked. And it also gives an idea of the scope of the kind of work I've done. I talk about developing complex ideas into engaging content energetic, down-to-earth, motivation. These words, dynamic and passionate, they help to give a flavor for the way that I approach my work. So that's what a PVP is all about. It's short. It's four sentences or less. They don't even have to be complete sentences. You'll notice that mine weren't even complete sentences. They become, in a sense, a type of commercial for us, a, a, a little preview, a teaser for our commercial of our longer resume. Now, in the past, a best practice was to put an objective at the top of a resume. And y'all, we all did this. Uh, for those of you that maybe wrote your resume mm, 10 or so years ago, you may still have one of these at the top of your resume and you need to get rid of it because people don't use these anymore. Now, what is the difference between an objective and a professional value proposition? The professional value proposition is a way of selling your skills to a prospective employer by talking about what you bring. An objective is more about what you are looking for as a job seeker. So some of you may be sitting there like, I have no idea what you're talking about because you may have not had to write a resume that had an objective at the top or this may not have been in style when you wrote your resume last time. But an example of an objective is accounting professionals seeking a position with a company where I can use my problem solving skills and meet customer challenges. It's really focused on what you're trying to get out of the job and not what the company is trying to get out of you. You don't really need to say that you're looking for a job because the fact that you're writing a resume and sending it out shows that you're looking for a job. So you don't need to say that you're looking for a job at the beginning of your resume. The PVP or that summary of skills or summary of experience is another way to think of it is something that gives a very quick look in the first few seconds of looking at that resume so the employer can see what you have to offer. Now, another way to look at what problems that this company may have that they're trying to solve that you can then offer to meet and get yourself an opportunity in that company is to look at the job descriptions. There are a lot of clues in these job descriptions. Now, I mentioned in the previous episode that often it is a hiring manager writing the job description 
Uh, It may not be a recruitment professional actually writing them, but they will give advice to that hiring manager on how to write a job description. So a couple of key pieces to think about as you're looking at a job description. One, the most important aspects of the job are usually listed first. So the most important skills that they're looking for are going to be listed higher up near the top of that job description. The word choice that they use are words that you are going to want to mirror in your resume. This is where you can think about your resume as that filter that we talked about on Amazon. When you put in certain words into Amazon, it's going to pull up results that reflect those same words that you were looking for. The job description helps to set that first filter of that applicant tracking system. So if you're not using the same types of words, in your resume that are in the job description, your resume is probably going to get knocked out at the very first step of the filtering process. So that's something to pay attention to. You you will end up having to rework your resume and rework your PVP or summary for the different jobs that you're applying for, because you want to make sure that you're matching the underlying problem that that employer is trying to solve. Now, what I'd like to do at this point in this podcast is give you an example of how to read job descriptions to really dig into the underlying problems. So I pulled up two current job descriptions. I actually went on Indeed and just searched for customer service representative and found a bunch of different options for jobs that are open right now. But I found two that I thought were really interesting and very telling because they have the same title, but the job descriptions themselves are very different. And that tells us that they are looking for different skill sets in the application process. Okay, so the first job, I'm going to call it Company A, is looking for a pleasant customer service representative to undertake receptionist and clerical duties in our clinic. You'll be the face of the company for all visitors and will be responsible for the first impression we make. The ideal candidate will have a friendly and easygoing personality while also being very perceptive and disciplined. You should be able to deal with complaints and give accurate information. A customer-oriented approach is essential. Requirements. Experience as a customer service representative, front desk, or relevant position. Familiarity with office machines, knowledge of Microsoft Office, strong communication and people skills, and good organization and multitasking abilities. So that's job description number one, customer service representative at company A. Customer service representative at company B. To perform this job successfully, an individual must be able to satisfactorily perform each essential duty listed below. Act as the primary point of contact and liaison for members and providers contacting the plan regarding general inquiries, concerns, or requests for information. Develop a general understanding of all customer-facing materials, communications, and interactions, and be prepared to respond appropriately to follow-up calls. Answer inbound calls and or place outbound calls in a high-call volume environment and work directly with members and providers to accurately and completely answer inquiries. Follow established guidelines and resources to respond to member inquiries and resolve concerns in an accurate, timely, professional, and culturally competent manner. Identify member issues and trends and report relevant information to management. So these two positions have literally the exact same title. 
but they are looking for two very different people, right? The first is looking for somebody to greet customers, be friendly, be accommodating, be able to provide the information needed. But the focus is really on this idea of being pleasant and making a good, friendly first impression. We can probably make some assumptions from this job description that this may be a smaller company than the other one. And they obviously have a different approach to business. So if you are interested in applying for this job, you're going to be looking for opportunities to talk about how you dealt with customers effectively, how you dealt with them in a friendly manner and put them at ease, that you were able to be a good representative for the company to create that easygoing atmosphere while handling complaints, being perceptive and customer oriented. In the second, they use phrases like call center primary point of contact, and general inquiries. This tells us that this is going to be a much larger organization, and they seem to really value efficiency and speed because they talk about high call volume. They're going to have a more rigorous process with more detailed guidelines and procedures. And so in this instance, you're going to want to tailor your resume to focus more on times when you have worked with processes, procedures, identified trends to help mitigate potential challenges that may be coming up or that may be surfacing, to deal with large volume, to deal with learning information and turning around and delivering that information to customers in a quick and efficient way. So again, this is not, this is not rocket science. But it takes time and it takes a different focus when we start tailoring our resumes to fit what those folks are looking for. Here's where we can um, also start to try to understand a little bit of the underlying problems that these organizations may be trying to solve in filling this role. So with company A, they're looking for somebody friendly at the front desk, somebody who can be accurate and disciplined, but also provide an easygoing environment to handle complaints in a friendly and calm way. Now, what this probably says underneath all of that is that they sometimes have people who are upset that come into their office and they need to be able to, this person needs to be calm. They need to be able to handle conflict effectively. They need to be able to de-escalate conflict in an effective way while still maintaining a sense of friendliness. So if you have conflict resolution skills, if you have examples where you've kind of de-escalated a conflict in a working situation, put that on your resume for company A. Company B is looking specifically for fast pace. They're looking for accuracy, and they use terms like completely answer inquiries which tells us that they want people who are able to problem solve in the moment very quickly and move on to the next person. So this is how you can start to dig into these job descriptions and glean a lot of information from them. As you start to identify potential problems that these companies have faced or the problems that they're trying to solve by hiring this role, you can then tweak your resume and tweak your PVP or your summary to help fit so that you are able to really easily draw a line from point A, where the company is, to point B, which is 
you sitting there ready to solve those problems for them. I personally find it's very useful to have a portfolio of skills and proofs. The portfolio that you built after the previous episode, hopefully you built that, because you're going to be able to take that portfolio of skills, and we're going to talk about this in more detail in the next episode when we talk about formatting your resume, but you're going to be able to take that set of skills and pull out the ones that are going to be relevant for that specific job description. Now, folks, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the application process is painful enough, right? Without having to rewrite your resume 78 different times. I hear you on this. This is why having a master list of skills is going to be so incredibly helpful because you're basically going to be able to copy and paste over into your resume template the skills that you need worded the way that you think they need to be worded and you you don't have to do a ton of tweaking if you have that basic database of skills and proofs already built out. As you start looking through job descriptions, if you see a job description that looks appealing to you and you don't have a resume that is tweaked for that type of job or that type of company and their problems, add those skills and proofs to your resume portfolio. That's going to make it a lot easier as you start to identify jobs that you want to apply for. Frankly, this also can give you an idea if you're looking at a job description and you think to yourself, yeah, okay, I have all of the skills and I'm looking at this job description. I technically can do this job. But the fact that my portfolio of skills doesn't have a lot of the same key terms listed, that might be a clue that you're really not interested in that kind of environment to work in. So as an example, when I read the job description for A, company A, in that sort of friendly, outgoing environment, and you already heard my PVP, those two seem to match, right? When I read job description two for company B, that one honestly did not appeal to me. And looking at my PVP, looking at my summary of skills and what I have to offer to a company, It doesn't match that other job. So if you are in a position where you have the luxury of not applying to a job, if it doesn't seem to really fit with your PVP, don't apply for it. If the company's employee value proposition and your professional value proposition and your portfolio of skills don't match, really reconsider whether you want to apply to that job. It can be difficult to pass over applying for a job that you're not that interested in. But if you get a job that you're not happy with, that you know from the beginning is not going to be a good fit, you're just going to prolong your misery and you're going to end up in the job search again sooner rather than you want to be. All right, it is already time for our last call. So for our resume revamp part two Mastercast. I'd like for you to start working on your PVP. Look up some other people's profiles on LinkedIn, maybe people who have similar jobs that you are interested in, or people who work at a company that you may be interested in working for. Take a look at their profile and see what their summary says up at the top of their profile. You can also look up examples online to start crafting your PVP. Keep it short, keep it sweet. You're looking for core strengths, 
You're looking for just a few sentences. It's really about the accomplishments and the overall skill set that you're going to be bringing to your next job. And don't worry if you feel like you may be uh, tying yourself down to something because we are going to be looking at this for each company that we apply for to see if we need to tweak it just a little bit. Next, take a look at a few job descriptions and see if you can identify the most important skills that they're looking for, usually listed up toward the top of the job description, and identifying what underlying problems they're trying to solve and how they're trying to solve them. And the last piece of our last call for this episode If you have not started building out a skills and proofs portfolio, now is the time. If this feels difficult or time-consuming, just know that it is going to save you time in the long run. This is setting a good foundation for both your application process, your resume writing, and your interview process. So it's worth taking some time to do it really well at the beginning. Jot down examples of things that you've done, skills that you have, and examples where you've used those skills. If it helps, you can think about yourself as your own company because you actually are. We don't nowadays work for one company for most of our careers. Most of us move around from job to job every, honestly, every couple of years nowadays. And we take with us the skills that we have developed. I like to think of it as being a mercenary for ourselves. So we learn skills, we practice those skills at one company, and we take those skills on to the next employer. So you can be your own company with your own set of services that you offer to other companies. Does that make sense? So you can be Andre Inc. or Keisha LLC. And jot down all of the services that you provide to a prospective employer. So those are the three pieces of your last call for this episode. I hope that this has been a useful way of thinking about the application process, maybe in a different way than you've thought about it before. We are going to wrap up our resume revamp Mastercast series in the next episode, which is going to be all about the nitty gritty of that resume. Talk to you soon. Well, thanks for joining me. If you have suggestions, feedback, or just something random you want to share, email me at careerspeakeasy at gmail.com and come visit again soon. Cheers.